This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Someone tap dancing? Sorry, I was trying to find a pencil. I always make notes during the episodes. Are, are, is the uh, is the is there going to be writing revolve revolved? Oh, it's going to be good tonight. Involved tonight? Um, uh, it's probably a good idea to have a pen and pencil or a pencil right, and paper. I have not done a podcast in weeks. I feel so out of it. That's fine. This isn't really a podcast. <laughs> To another awe-inspiring episode of Captain Game Show. I like to imagine a time years from now when these episodes are referred to as his early work before he sold out. <laughs> I'm your host, John Irons. Let's meet the players. Jen. Hi. Allie. Ahoy hoy. Let <laughs> me give you a point for that. <laughs> Rick. Greetings, sub-creatures. Hmm. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with this podcast, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to do three rounds of gameplay, usually word-based and or trivia-based, and one little round of improv after round two. Uh, the players will earn points by answering questions correctly. They will not lose points by answering questions incorrectly, because I'm magnanimous. I will either assign questions to the players, or they will buzz in by saying their name, if they think they know it, and I'll give them a chance to answer. If they get it wrong when I give them the chance to answer, I probably won't scold them unless I thought it was a really easy question. And I will probably give someone else a chance to answer. We'll add up the points at the end, we'll see who won at the end, and then that'll be the end. You know, and you can move on with your life. Round one. Round one. (laughs) (sighs) I call this game, Um, Actually, Um. Fight. This is the Captain Game Show version on uh, every nerd's favorite game, Correcting Other People. I will give you a little bit of trivia that's just a teeny bit wrong, and you correct it. And when you do so, you must proceed your correction with the words, um, actually, (laughs) I cannot claim inventing this game. We got it from somewhere else. Uh, But here's the Captain Game Show twist. Every answer in this round will actually end with the letters U-M or um. For example, if I were to say, the Canadian hero known as Logan has claws made of titanium that extend from his hands, you would say, um, actually, those claws are adamantium. All right. Good luck. 
This round's got to be assigned. Um, I, yeah, I almost don't want to start with Rick with this question, but that's the way it shook out. So here we go. <laughs> Trilithium crystals are commonly used as fuel on Federation starships. Um, actually, that's dilithium crystals. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can do the voice too. It's almost too much. <laughs> Uh, Jen. Yes. Kurt Cobain has said Nirvana's 1992 song Glycerin is about a man who turns re- to religion to help him cope with the world. Um, actually, that would be lithium. Correct. Ali. Uh-huh. Although he has tons of screen credits, John Goodman's voice can also be heard in the animated roles in The Simpsons, The Prince of Egypt, Crank Yakers, and Isle of Dogs. Um, actually, it's Isle of Cats. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I that movie, though. I was wrong in many ways. <laughs> uh, it is Isle of Dogs. Um, and your answer will end with the letters U-M. I'm going to read the question again for the other players. <laughs> You're on a timeout, Allie. Though he has tons of screen credits, John Goodman's voice can also be heard in the animated roles like The Simpsons, The Prince of Egypt, Crank Yankers, and Isle of Dogs. The actor is not John Goodman. Some of his screen credits include (laughs) Independence Day and Thor Ragnarok. Jen. Jen. Um, actually, that's Jeff Goldblum. It is. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is Rick. This is a hybrid fruit. The pluot is a combination of peach and apricot. Uh, uh, hmm. Think about it. <laughs> Um, actually, that's a plum? Correct. Oh, okay. I almost overthought that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jen. I didn't know a plum, plum was a, a a created thing. No, a plum is a regular thing. A pluot is a made-up thing. It's a plum and an apricot. Correct. Oh. As opposed okay. to a peach and an apricot. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I got a bonus on this. I wasn't going to give it. I'll go ahead and give it. And uh, we'll make it a buzz-in bonus. Name the nursery rhyme character who removed a plum from a pie. Uh, Allie. Allie. Jackie Horner? Yeah. Correct. All right. So this is Jen. Yep. Invented in 1928, saltwater taffy gained immediate success as a tasty, stretchier alternative to chewing gum. I was all ready for the answer to be, well, actually, chewing gum, but... You're close. A A tasty, stretchier alternative to chewing gum. I don't know. Open the steel. 
idea. Oh, see, now I feel bad. Want to read the question again? Sure. Invented in 1928, saltwater taffy gained immediate success as a tasty, stretchier alternative to chewing gum. Can I steal it back? <laughs> <laughs> At this point, why not? Go ahead. Um, actually, are we talking about bubblegum? We are. What? Oh. Yeah. Are chewing gum and bubblegum different things? They absolutely are. Oh. Um, Allie. Yeah. Unlike most Bond films, A Quorum of Solace was a direct sequel to the Bond film that came right before it. Steal. Hey, Holly! Holy I, wait, I don't need to call in. It's mine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, actually, you mean quantum of solvent. Yeah. <laughs> Rick. Yes? Despite being heavily featured in the trailers, many fans were disappointed at the amount of actual screen time that Jason Statham received in Kingsman, The Golden Circle. You don't even know what's wrong with that sentence, do you? No, I do. I I, uh, I don't know any of the actors' names in that in those movies. I saw them. Um, Three seconds. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see him in a Kingsman film, actually. Um, no. Open to steal. Can you read the question again? Yes. Despite being heavily featured in the trailers... Many fans were disappointed at the amount of actual screen time that Jason Statham received in Kingsman the Golden Circle. Allie. Allie. Um, actually, you're talking about Channing Tatum, aren't you? I am. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a straight dude, so... <laughs> Whatever. I'm a straight dude. <laughs> I like Channing Tatum. Uh, Jen. Yep. The Crash Test Dummies scored a hit with their song mm, which featured the sound of a drum instead of a traditional chorus. You lost me at Crash Test Dummies. Oh, that's too bad. That's like the first part of the sentence. <laughs> no idea. Open to still. This one's, this one's a little bit tricky. The Crash Test Dummies scored a hit with their song, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, which featured the sound of a drum instead of a traditional chorus. Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Um, actually, it featured the sound of a hum. A hum of ah! chorus. Yeah, I didn't realize when I was writing the question that as I was saying the question, I would actually have to hum the answer. <laughs> and I thought that I'd given it away, but yay. well, actually, it did the opposite because it was like, well, it can't be that because you just did that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this is Allie. Uh huh. Last question of the round. Gold pressed platinum is the most common currency on the Star Trek planet of Franganar. 
Um, actually, you mean tritium. No. Can you read the question but again? You was, broke up. That was some impressive BSing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> gold, uh, re- repeating the question. Gold pressed platinum is the most common currency Rick. on Ferenganar. Rick. Lat- uh, um, actually, it's gold pressed latinum. That is correct. All right. Very close game. <laughs> That uh, that bonus point from the from the intro served you well, Allie. Good, yeah. All that right. was hard game. <laughs> um, actually, I don't think it's gonna get any easier. Let's do round two. <laughs> round two. Cool. Technically, this is a game we've never played before, even though technically we've played it twice now, and it is called "Technically It's Not Stealing." Fight. This is a round in which I ask you questions that I've previously submitted to the trivia podcast, Atomic Trivia War 9000. <laughs> yes, I am taking the questions from them, but since I'm the one who gave them those questions in the first place, technically, it's not stealing. The first time I did this round on our show, the game was called Flower Power. Flower with a U. As in food and pastries from works of fiction. What you may not know is that that game was actually part of a trio of games. Flower Power, Flower with a U, Power Flowers, <laughs> and Flower Power, Flower with a W. For today's purposes, I will be combining the last two, <laughs> Power Flowers and Flower Power. All of these questions will either be about plants that have magical effects on people, power flowers or fictional plant-based life forms (laughs) (laughs) of course (laughs) you know if i ever did like get high i shudder to think (laughs) all right um these will also be assigned I think last one we started with Rick. This one we'll start with uh, Jen. Okay. In the 1980s Disney cartoon, The Adventures of the Gummy Bears, gummy berry juice makes the bears super bouncy, but what effect does it have on humans? Oh. I should know this. I don't know this. Uh, it turns them into gummy bears. <laughs> nice try. They wish. <laughs> Open the steel. Allie. Uh huh. Doesn't it make them super strong for it a little while? It does. Okay. Nice. I loved that show. That was like my favorite show as a kid, but I was like really struggling to remember about the humans in it. It's a good show. I'm always just proud when my daughter bites the head off of gummy bears because she always does. <laughs> does she dispose of the rest of it or does she eat it too? Oh, yeah, she eats the whole thing. Okay. It's just She That's always good. bites the head off first and does it with great glee. That's fine. Now, it would be disturbing <laughs> if she just threw away the rest of it. Uh, okay, that was Jan, so this is Allie. In Dr. Seuss's The Lorax, what kind of tree is described as having bright colored tufts softer than silk and the sweet smell of fresh butterfly milk. Truffula trees. Yes. 
or your life, you will never see trees such as these. Mm -hmm. Rick. Hello. This alien plant, first seen in Superman Annual 11, creates blissful fantasy worlds within the minds oh. of its victim, lulling I them knew... into submission and slowly killing them. As soon as you said alien plant in Superman, I knew exactly what you were talking about. I can see the goddamn thing, and I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's something like the... It's not the Black Dahlia. It's, uh... Nah, it's gone. I don't know. Too bad. Open it still. They did it on Supergirl too. They did. And, uh, they did. I want to give you half a point, um, because it, you know what? I'm going to give you half a point because that is a tough one. That's it is the Black Mercy. Oh. Oh, they did use that on Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jen. According to legend and the Harry Potter books, what is the name of the plant that, when small, looks and sounds like a baby and has curative properties? I believe that would be the mandrake. Your belief is correct. Allie. Uh, what item, often carried in a pouch on the hip, can be used to instantly heal injuries in the Dragon Ball universe? Oh, God, what are they called? Wait, did you who are, who did you call on? Allie. Oh, it's me. Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna guess that it's going to be a uh, draft of living death. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Open the still. What are they called? What are they called? Shushu beans or something. Sensu beans. Sensu beans, yes. Uh, Allie. Wait, whose question was that? That was mine. That was Allie's question. All right, so Rick, this is back to you. Okay. Although it takes a while, these tree-like creatures eventually agree to help Merry and Pippin in their quest to fight Middle Earth. In English, please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Jen. Yep. In The Nightmare Before Christmas, what plant does Sally use to repeatedly knock out her mad scientist creator, Dr. Frinkelstein? You're all about to look at me uh, disapprovingly because I have never seen that. Me neither. Okay, let's get together and watch this. Sounds good. Right after Alien. <laughs> I don't know. That looks really scary. I watched the trailer and I couldn't sleep. Alien is actually scary. The Nightmare Before Christmas is not. Jen, we discussed this. I gave you all. You had Hall of Halloween. It was perfect. Uh, Personally, I think the movie's highly overrated. Okay. <laughs> Opening the question up to still. <laughs> Opening the question to still. Uh, what plant does she use to knock out the mad scientist? Deadly Nightshade. Yeah. I almost called in to say her. I almost like buzzed in to say that just You're, as like a wild guess as a plant that makes people fall asleep. You should have, and I almost encouraged it. I almost, <laughs> I almost like honestly, I almost said, uh, even if you don't know this, this is a plant that is often used in stories to knock people out. But mm. I didn't. 
alternate universe, you got that point. But in this one, you did not. Next time, I will be bolder. Yeah. Ellie, this is you. Okay. There were many, many things that Charlie Brown failed at. But his kite flying problems were at least partly to blame on this tall, menacing plant. A tree? Be more specific, please. What did he call the tree? Uh, it's not um, a very creative name. <laughs> the evil tree of death? Rick. No. Rick. <laughs> the kite-eating tree. It's the kite-eating tree. Uh, Rick, this is yours. According to Norse mythology, what is the name of the celestial tree that holds its branches, that holds in its branches the nine realms of existence? Yggdrasil. Correct. You just said North mythology. I almost said it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. As soon as I, I said I, North I, mythology, I figured you probably knew it. Yeah, <laughs> something of a his, Viking historian. So. <laughs> cool. Jen. Vikings were awesome. Jen. Yes. Uh, Dorothy and her friends from Oz entered a field of these scarlet flowers, quickly succumbing to their effect and falling asleep and falling into a deep sleep. Uh, those would be poppies. Correct. You know, as soon as you announced this category, I almost started saying poppies, and I thought, you know what? That's probably going to be one of the questions. <laughs> it is It is funny listening back to episodes how often people give each other the answers. Because <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, I'm not sure that the poppies were in the book. I know they were in the movie, but I don't think that they were in the book. Huh. You know what? I'm going to give you a point. No, I'm not going to give you one. Because we don't know if that's true. <laughs> but, I, but I appreciate the information. Did I get a point by uh, telling you about the vegetable people in uh, book four? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Allie, this is you. Yes? What handheld game... Is teenage Groot playing when we first see him in Avengers: Infinity War? It's got to be a Game Boy. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Open the steel. Read it. Say that again, please. What handheld game is teenage Groot playing when we first see him in Avengers: Infinity War? Uh, Rick. Uh-huh. Nintendo DS? No. Is that even a thing? Did I conflate two of them together? Uh, it is a thing. Okay. Um, keep in mind, Guardians of the Galaxy are about, all about the 80s technology. He was playing handheld Defender. Huh. All right. Last question of the round. This is going to be... Um, this has many, many answers. In the Mario Brothers games, Mario often finds flowers that give him special abilities. I'll call on you individually. You name one of these flowers. Uh, we'll go around until you either run out or you name them all. I have 17 here. I'm probably not going to go around that much. <laughs> I'll make it easy on you. Don't bother calling on me. <laughs> I have. I played Super Mario Brothers once or twice as a kid, and that was it. Wait, I'm, I'm do we have to say what the flowers' names are? Or? Um, I will accept either 
the title of the flower or the thing it specialness does. of the flower. Yeah. More often than not, the title and the power are the same thing. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's are these go. very specific flowers? Because um, I can remember like lots of suits and things that he gets. Like, but Gotta be flowers. not so many flowers. Flowers only. Also, not leaves, not fruit, not mushrooms. Just flowers. <laughs> uh, Allie, let's begin. There's the one that makes him shoot little fireballs. Okay. Uh, Rick, do you really want me to skip you? I have. I couldn't even begin to guess. It would be a waste you, of everybody's time. Totally could, but all right. <laughs> Jen. The fire flower is the only flower I remember. Okay. Allie, you want another one? Yeah, there's the one that turns him into Big Mario. I don't think that's a flower. Isn't that a flower? No, that's a mushroom. That's a mushroom. That's a mushroom. Yeah, that's sorry. A mushroom. The only reason I knew those two was because we got a Nintendo, or we got a SES or something, and I just played a shit ton of Yoshi's Island recently. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm officially closing this question. <laughs> um, but really, you could have named almost anything. So, all right. So... Uh, the black flower, he throws like little balls. Allie said fire. Ice, speed, where he speeds up, slow, slows down, float, boomerang, makes gold, makes cotton, pretty much anything you name. <laughs> but none of those are flower names. No, I said you don't have to name the flower, you just have to name the thing that it does. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> Test your might. It's gonna be a haiku kung fu. <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> For those of you who may not know, a haiku is a Japanese poem wherein there are three lines. The first line has five syllables. The second line has seven. The last has five. Five seven five makes haiku. Um, our stalwart contestants will compete. No, not really competing. They're competing against themselves. Um, and they will write a haiku to be turned in by the end of the podcast on the topic I am about to define. Personal hero. Just like way back in grade school when you had to write an essay about someone you admire, do that. Your essay has 17 syllables. Um, I don't expect you to write about me, but if you do, <laughs> I will assume you're sucking up and I will take away a point. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to give you a minute to, uh, to, uh, to work on it before we begin round three. By the way, I forget which episode it was, but. I think maybe it was one of the ones that you were doing live where you had people in the room with you, but you said that haikus had 13 syllables. No. And it's been bugging me for months. <laughs> no. Yeah. 13? Yeah. Where the hell did you get 13 from? Um, I'm going to presume that you misheard me. It's entirely possible. 
Alright, time's up. You have until I found the button that says final round. Final round. <laughs> uh, round three, not to be confused with. Fight! Also known as NTBCW. Fight! Which stands for... Yeah, you get it. All right. In this game, I'll pair up two familiar words or phrases that, if correctly misinterpreted, sound like they could be synonymous. Um, they don't rhyme, per se. They're not similar sounding, but in terms of the meanings of the words, uh, in the proper context, they could mean the same thing. For example, if I were to say a morsel for you to ponder upon, as opposed to the verbal gibberish that someone with a mental disorder might spew, you would say... Food for thought, not to be confused with word salad. This is a tough one. I'm glad that was the example. <laughs> yeah, that's why I did. Well, <laughs> yeah, that probably is the toughest one. Um, I recognize that um, this is this is a, a higher degree, shall we say, of a Captain Game Show question. So. If you approximately get what I'm going for, I will give you one point. But if you get it exactly, I'll give you two points. I uh, think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think I can assign these. Give me one second. Let me see. One, two, yep, I'm assigning. All right, so first game I started with Rick, then I started with Jen, Allie. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you're surprised. You know it's going to get to you eventually. <laughs> well, no, but I was trying to write the, my haiku because I restarted it right at the end. and Oh, see. And I wasn't really paying attention. So, <laughs> But I'm ready. I'm going to try it. All right. A place where you can watch a movie from your car. Not a place full of mobile homes. Oh, okay. A drive-in, not a trailer park? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Rick. Hello? A list of someone's criminal activities, not to be confused with colorful holiday packaging. A wrap sheet, not wrapping paper? Yes. Jen. Yeah. How... <laughs> How, how water leaves a bathtub, not an unexpected depression in the ground. Uh, drain pipe, not a sinkhole? Yeah, I'll take that. A drain, not a sinkhole, but I'll take a drain pipe. Allie. Mm-hmm. A structure used to... <clears throat> sorry. A structure used to hold footwear as opposed to a witty plant that bears anjou or bartlets? A shoebox versus a pear tree? No. <laughs> Open still. Rick? Rick. A, sh a shoe tree, not a pear tree? Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, okay. See? <laughs> <laughs> they all make sense, I promise. It just, some, some of them take a little bit longer. Uh, Rick, this is yours. Okay. A device that offers refreshment in a park, not the act of pretending to sing to a recording. <laughs> a drinking fountain. Wait, wait, say that again. A device that offers refreshment in the park, not uh, the act of singing, not the act of right. someone pretending to sing to a recording. Uh, a, a drinking fountain, not a lip sync. Yeah. Jen. Yep. This is one of my favorites. I hope you get it. I hope I get it too. <laughs> one small part of an edible ear, not to be confused with a mythical horned horse. Say that one more time, please. Sure. One small part of an edible ear, not to be confused with a mythical horned horse. Oh. Um, the edible ear is throwing you. It's almost a riddle, but not quite. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Is a kernel of a unicorn? Yes. You got a little bit of an echo. Can you say it again? A kernel of corn versus a unicorn. That's it. All right. Uh, Allie. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but not for the reason that you think. All right. A small pre-moistened towelette, not to be confused with a nocturnal emission. A wet wipe, not a wet dream. Not quite. Anybody get it? Rick. Rick. A wet nap, not a wet dream. That's it. <laughs> uh, you should be sorry. Yeah. You should see my face right now. <laughs> uh, Rick, this is yours. Okay. And it's not much better. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> The vertical groove found behind most people versus the material used to pave roads. <laughs> A butt crack not to be confused with asphalt. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> Oh, Congratulations, boy. John. I think you broke me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yours is not that bad. Yours is much better. Okay. Uh, Jen, the winged animals that often symbolize peace as opposed to winged animals like hawks, kites, or eagles. It's a little tricky. Um... Something to do with the word prey. Um, the winged animal that often symbolizes peace as opposed to winged animals like hawks, kites, or eagles. Is a praying dove a thing? Um, no? Okay. Don't overthink it. Oh, I guess a dove, not a bird of prey? Correct. That's it. 
How does that work? It'll take you a minute. You'll get there. Yeah. Allie. <laughs> <laughs> Allie. I'm ready. Um, the large rotating weapon on a heavily on a heavy armed military vehicle versus a close fitting sleeveless shirt or blouse. Um. Wait, what was the first part of it again? Mm -hmm. The large rotating weapon on a heavy armored vehicle. On a heavy armored military vehicle. Oh. Uh, tank gun versus a tank top? Yeah. Uh, Rick, this is you. Hello. A romantic encounter set up by mutual friends, not the days that you can't use your travel rewards. Okay. Um, a, a blind date, not to be confused with blackout. Blackout. Blackout dates. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a blackout is a whole other thing. Yeah. That's <laughs> that'll, that'll probably show up in another one somewhere. All right, Jen. Last question of the round. Okay. Last question of the game. The most amenable path for your golf ball, not to be confused with the path from your street to your garage. Fairway, not to be confused with the driveway. That's it. Well done. All right. I got points, but I am willing to give more points. Um, Allie, you got a haiku? I do. Right, hit me. Happy singing tree. Dances and jokes with Christmas cheer. My mama loved him. Aww. Yes, I have a singing, dancing Christmas tree that I bought my grandmother years ago, and she loved it, and I got it back when she died, and it's my Christmas hero. That's nice. That's it's beautiful. Sweet. It also tells real corny jokes. The tree tells <laughs> jokes? Oh, yeah, it's, it dances, it sings, and then at the end of its song, it tells a joke. Give me a joke. Give me a tree joke. Uh, uh, let me think. Uh, Mayor, or Happy Christmas. Ornament to say, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Ornament, I meant, get it? Wow. He explains oh. the joke. <laughs> you just think about it. It'll come to you. <laughs> Rick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, mine's not as sweet. Um, you are a liar. Fist to your face, flat earth scum. Buzz Aldrin, you rock. Oh, uh, okay. Got it. Nice. Jen. I have a duo of haiku dedicated to my sister. One is a little silly, one is serious, and they are both true. Okay. Number one, my sister's the best. She once fought the man to get condoms in our schools. Number two, being serious, sis fought cancer and she won. She's a rabbi too. That's awesome. Aww. I, I concede that one. <laughs> All right. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Uh, Jen. Total, 17. Rick. Total, 19 and a half. <laughs> Allie. Total, 15. Yay! Yeah. Woot woot. I'm glad I broke 10. <laughs> that was a hard game. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it, it all feels the same to me, but I, but I, I think when I do it more often, um, you know, I, I can, I can regulate and, um, limit the exposure to the, to the bystanders, but, but I store it up like this, it, you know, anyway, <laughs> so, that's, uh, all right, so that's the game. Um, Rick, you are victorious. Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much. Is there anything that you would like to pitch, plug, and promote, bef- and or promote before we uh, before we end the podcast? Uh, coming soon to a cosmic potato near you, the Discovery After Show will be returning. Nice. Allie. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram at Alexandra Sows. That's A-L-E-K-S-A-N-D-R-A-S-E-W-S. Uh, I make a lot of things, but mostly all of my clothing. <laughs> all right. Jen. I don't have much to promote, but if you want to see cute pictures of my cat and or pictures of me with hockey players, you can go to my Instagram at jenrubio39. Do you have any pictures of your cat with hockey players? Not yet. We'll get there. Sounds like a mission. All right. As for me... Um, you can hear other episodes of this show, Captain Game Show, presumably on whatever website or uh, podcast distributor you heard this one. Um, you can also hear me personally on the Cosmic Potato Super Fan Talk podcast and uh, the Discovery After Show uh, that Rick mentioned. And if you're in my immediate vicinity and you ask me a question, you can hear me answer you. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> This is what happens when I don't write an ending to the show. Um, Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for playing. I appreciate your time, and I appreciate your wisdom. Hopefully, you'll be back on another episode of Captain Game Show. After credit bonus scene. By the way, I keep meaning to tell you, and events have conspired to prevent it, um, Rich has found, and I keep forgetting to ask him, what it was he's found a website that has like a, a like it, it's like you can ring in oh yeah 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 um somebody sent me a link to that i keep forgetting to do it okay it was it i mean for some reason he didn't seem to like it i thought it went really well the one time we used it but what do i yeah know? yeah yeah it's like you buzz in and he has to keep he has to clear it every time or something like that yeah yeah i think that was it he had to actually do something extra in that pistol yeah. <laughs> i can relate after credit bonus scene i think i remember that i really liked the episodes that were about the humans instead of the gummy bears and yeah. i was always disappointed when it was a gummy bear centered episode even though the name <laughs> of the show was gummy bears <laughs> I was just completely obsessed with the like tree cave thing that the gummy bears lived in. Like I wanted to go and live in one of those. They were they were really just like a more highly evolved kind of smurf. 
Yeah, but cuter. Yeah, well, highly evolved. After credit bonus scene. You know, it's kind of a shame that Sean wasn't here. That those uh, that asphalt and uh, wet dream question would have given him the vapors. <laughs> After credit bonus scene. I brought a special guest. Is it the cat? No. Is it the other cat? Excellent.